0: And now I feel like everybody's flopping stacks on screen. I feel like you go see just about any movie and there's reference or something going on with the bathroom. Welcome back to Privy. Privy is a podcast about bathrooms recorded from my home bathroom. I'm your host, Hunter Hoover, and I love bathrooms. Uh, welcome back, everyone. And uh, if you're if you're joining us from uh, the YouTube space, you'll notice I'm I'm trying out something with video. Um, the I, I'm I'm all but tech savvy, and I those who know me I I struggle even to just figure out the audio part of tech, let alone adding video. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna try something out. Throw some spaghetti at the wall this week and uh, see what sticks. And I, I wanted to, we'll, we'll get into, um, but I wanted to add video this week because this week we're going to be talking about, some, I mean, it, it's kind of hard to talk about it and not talk about video. It's summer. And, well, it's not officially summer. It's fake summer. Uh, I say it's fake summer in the sense that there's always this moment in June uh, and even late May, but specifically early June, where it all but is summer. Like, it feels like summer. Everything's hot. Uh, You know, you're you're sweating. I went out and played uh, about about 2 hours of Pokemon Go today and I was just so sweaty. Uh still got a little bit of that sweat back there right now. <laughs> but um caught me a caught me a bunch of shiny Axew, so that was a great great community day. Had a good time, triple XP. I think I put down 3 million XP in about 2 hours. So, not a bad day. Um but you know, it's just it's one of those things where it's hot. And, and and it's also weird because like kids are still in school. We're, we're over here in the Willamette Valley, Oregon. Uh, kids are still in school. I know, I, I know it's next to impossible to believe that we have entered double digit dates in June, but yes, kids are still attending public school. Um, and as a person who teaches at and works at a public high school, that means summer has not officially arrived but boy, howdy, does the sun sure think that it is summer because it's hot. Uh, it's hot like woofy. It's not even that hot yet. Um, but it officially on the calendar, it's spring. But to me, you always know when summer's around the corner because you just get this giant drop of summer movies, these big blockbuster movies that come sweeping in. Uh, for this season, and there's there's already this year been a number of goodies that have come out. I I spoke briefly about the Super Mario Bros. movie. Um, it was good. Other things that I'm I'm looking forward to. I don't think I'll try to get. I, I don't think I'll get to see all these in theaters just because, uh, you know, money and life. But um. Oppenheimer looks pretty good. The Barbie movies looking pretty good. And there's just, you know, there's all sorts of movies. There's like Indiana Jones and Missions Impossibles and Fast and Furious. I don't care about any of those. I've never seen a Fast and Furious movie. Um, I heard somebody today, I, I attended a graduation party and I heard a gentleman say, well, I could spoil, I, I could spoil, try it again. I could spoil Fast X for you if you wanted. And I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking, dude, I haven't even seen Fast 1. Um so be my guest I I guess. Um but it but it's summer movie season. And, I, and like I said I've spoken at length about the Super Mario Bros movie. Uh it was great. I'd say go see it but I'm pretty sure it's at the point where it's streaming all over now. But I I must admit I I skipped The Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm a big fan of The Guardians. Um but I'm just kind of sick of Disney right now. Like Disney, I'm taking a break and I'm voting with my money and I know I'll see this movie eventually, but for right now, we're on a break, Disney and I. Movies are pretty neat. Uh, And I'll tell you what, I went and saw a pretty neat movie this week. My... Family and I ventured out to our local theater and we went and watched the new Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Now, I've got to, I should preface this with saying I'm not, I'm not particularly the biggest Spider-Nut in that I don't like Spider-Man's fine. He's pretty cool. Um, I think he is an an overhyped superhero. Um, give me squirrel girl movie any day before Spider-Man, but I'm here to tell you that this, this new Spider-Man movie, it is just downright phenomenal. Uh, someone was telling me that it has like a 50 something percent on critic review on Rotten Tomatoes. And to the critics, y'all need to get your paper bags off your head because this movie is a masterpiece of art. Like there's not a single scene in the thing that is not an absolute delight to just stare at. It it is to me it pushes all of the limits of what animation can and should be doing. There's live action, there's cl- I mean there's it's all over the place. Even more important It does what I wanted Spider-Man No Way Home to do because Spider-Man No Way Home, they get the very good doctor, uh, Mr. Strange, and he comes in and like hoogity boogities the wall with his little, and there's Spider-Man coming out of the holes, but there's only apparently three Spider-Man that we can get to flop out of these holes. And in this movie, Across the Spider-Verse, there's like over 250 spider things and I say spider things cuz some of these I I hesitate to call them men. Some of them are definitely women. But there's like over 250 spider things. It's it's almost overwhelming to look at at times. But my goodness, I didn't even know there was so many spider beings. Very good movie. Go see it if you can. Um and it's like 2 hours and 30 minutes and we took the kids and it wasn't until maybe the last half hour that they started to get antsy and ask, when's this movie going to be done? Uh, so it, it's a good movie. Go see it. (laughs) Movies are pretty neat. And the movie industry has been around for like, I don't know, like, like a hundred years now or something it's kind of weird to think about hundred years. It's kind of weird to think that they had movies like movie movies, not like, Oh, we have motion pick. Like they had movies a hundred years ago. I should note also, before we get into this episode that the writer's guild of America is currently on strike as of the point of this record, uh, June 10th, 2023 of the year of our Lord. Um, and, they're on strike in many ways to bring concerns about the impact and the effects of AI on uh, the the jobs that these writers have. And so I, I get it. You know, I get why they're striking. It is going to bring to a halt um some new programming and some of the screening, but... You know, sometimes these things, you know, it, it happens. You got to, you got to go out there and try to fight for the things that you want. It makes sense to me. But bathrooms in the movies here at Privy, we want to talk about bathrooms. And bathrooms and the movies go back to before there were movies. Before we went and sat in front of a giant screen and ate overpriced popcorn and supped on overpriced sugar bubble water, speaking of bubble waters, we got to, what better time? You know, this ain't overpriced. You got that, you got that polar seltzer. You got to get it. Um, orange vanilla, just got Ooh, Just grip and rip, you know, it hits so well. But before you went to movie theaters proper today, you we went and saw live actors, live shows, and you can still do this today, but primarily it is not how you take in the story. Now you might say to yourself, "Well, Hunter, like you can still go do that and you're right, but the large the large majority of people do not. They go and view the the movie rather than the live play. Much like many public places in the 1800s, there was not a lot of public options when it came to bathrooming. You know, you could always hit the street. That, you know, that's something in the 1800s, you could always hit the street. And you take that one to the bank. If you don't, if you're not sure, hit the street. Skeet the street. But that is not to say that theaters didn't have toilets because they did. Many theaters were equipped with toilets or water closets, but they were not for playgoers. They were not for attendees. Rather, they were for stage crew and actors to drop a stack before going on or between shows or between uh, scenes. I just imagine like the guy who goes in, he's overconfident. He has finished his scene. He looks, he's like, I've got at least three scenes before I got to come out. And he comes and he, he settles in in the water closet in the bathroom and just hunkers down. And kablamo, here it comes. And now he is forced to, he can hear the play on the outside of the thing. He can hear the actors wrapping up what they are doing and he knows he's got to pinch this loaf. Otherwise, playgoers were expected to just hold it. In fact, it is likely that bathrooms didn't start to pop up in movie theaters until after the 1920s. Now, there's two reasons for this. First is that it just simply was not standard. Nowadays, we go anywhere public, and we can expect to be able to access a pooper within minutes. Just, just this week... I I had to make an emergency bathroom stop into target I left my my work at the school normally I go to the gym after after work and I use the facilities there I, I didn't go to the gym this day and I'm driving and it hits me and I'm like I am not I am not gonna make it and I had to go into target on a totally separate occasion another day where I did not go to the gym you know what I'm finding out like if I don't go to the gym I'm I'm gonna have some sort of bathroom distress. I think I'm a creature of habit. I think my body knows that I have changing my routine and changing my plans and it adjusts accordingly by making me have to poop at the worst possible times. And I was gonna do my target pit stop, but in this occasion, we, I, we kinda had to get going. I skipped the gym because we had to get home. And I ran, not walk, ran. To, it was actually the day we went to see Spider Verse, and I ran to our bathroom and I barely made it. Like I usually, I usually make contact. I usually touch down beef to beef to plastic. Um, old girl here. Uh, I usually hit beef much m- with with plenty of time, making sure that there is a proper skin to plastic seal before I release the contents. And I'm here to tell you that there, I did not make contact with the seat before the material had breached the no-return zone of my boring holio. Now, everything made it into the pot. That's what you need to know. There was a little bit of like rim job wipe-up that needed to happen. Everything's clean. But we live in a day of toilet access. Like if. If I truly had to, I could have swung into any store on the way home, ran in, gripping my backside, and hit and hit the john. But back in the day, you would go to the movies, and they were just like, oh, two-hour movie? Yeah, you're going to have to hold it. But it should be noted that many movies, at least movies that people were going to see, were significantly shorter back then. So the amount of time you would be expected to hold it would be much less apparently when people were going to see this new avatar movie the blue people avatar not swooshy avatar um. apparently avatar the new one avatar super soaked with water is like a hundred hours long and there is so much water in the movie and there are so many reports of people having to go pee multiple times during its duration It's such a thing, in fact, that the director, producer, can't keep track at this point, um, James Cameron, uh, came out with a statement that he officially tells them. Yeah, you know what? It's fine to get up and go to the bathroom during my movie. Uh, Now, I'll bet he did. That way, everyone will want to go see it again to see the parts they missed when they were urinating the first time. And, And... For a lot of history, that was not a thing. You were just expected to hold it. Hold your pee. Bathrooms for cinema goers and theater attendees did not begin to pop up until the 1920s and the 1930s. And even then, it was rare. It was like fancy movie theaters or movie theaters that were built specifically for movies because a lot of movies they would use other theaters and other spaces to show their movie and it was not a movie theater it was a theater that was showing a movie they wouldn't become widespread as amenities offered at the movies until the 1940s bathrooms in the movie house how taboo But this was only the beginning. It has been a notion for some time that movies containing bathrooms and bathrooming is too far. It is a bridge too far and it is it is material that we must not show. Now, while I'm sure someone had some hint at bathrooming in the late like I'm sure there was some play. They they had to have had a play that at least made a nod to the to the fact that people take a dump but it's going to have been seldom. And that's because the things that come out of our butt and talking about them were just kind of taboo. You don't talk about them. I guess I didn't get the memo. These were so, so crass and, and unallowed that you couldn't even depict, talk about show, etc a bathroom in TV or movies for years. It, it was joked it, in the, in the night, in the 1940s and fifties shows like I love Lucy and the Brady Bunch had episodes and scripts canceled that included toilets. It was, it was a joke in, uh, in these cable coming in these network companies that, that the Brady family, the Brady's didn't have a toilet because they would have shots of their bathroom and there's all, all of our bathroom friends that we know and love. You've got the sink, you've got the shower and the bath and you've got all the towels and the little things and no toilet. The Brady's didn't have a toilet. I guess they just went in the backyard. Uh, you never saw it because it wasn't allowed. They were not allowed to show a toilet. The first depiction, of a toilet on screen occurred in 1957 during the pilot episode of leave it to beaver now i should say this is technically correct in the scene wally and beaver are planning on sticking a baby alligator in the toilet but the network says it's too risque it's struck from the script we can't do it we cannot show the toilet Everybody in the rooms used one in the last 24 hours, but we can't show this thing. They go back and forth and they arrive at a compromise, which agrees to show the toilet tank back here, the back of the toilet and not the bowl, but we all know what sits just below that tank. In 1957, we are aware of toilet tanks in TV, but no one has ever heard or seen one flushing until 1971 in an episode of All in the Family. It would be another 15 years past this before the use of potty humor was widely accepted in television, with shows like Married with Children getting... A lot of credit for breaking the strides here. But that's TV. We're here to talk about the movies. We're going to the movies this week. Well, it turns out they were pushing the envelope in a bigger way than movies were. (laughs) Because the first toilet doesn't appear in movies until 1960 during the famous scene with Psycho. Even then, the use was not for gags, but for tension and unease. It was weird. We don't see toilets on, on, this, on the big screen. And so we show one to make you uneasy. If you've not seen the, the, the original toilet scene of Psycho, go check it out. It's a good one. We'll be talking about it briefly. Even then, the use was not for gags. We've come a long way since this time. And I, now I feel like everybody's flopping stacks on screen. I feel like you go see just about any movie and there's reference or something going on with the bathroom. And so we need to set out. But there's so many folks using the bathroom in movies today. And, and the, the catalog of great bathroom scenes is, is almost rife. Here at Privy, we're going to venture out to try to name... The best bathroom scene on the big screen. To make these important decisions, I have devised what I am calling the gaff to gag matrix. Now, this matrix evaluates the scene of the movie in question based on its gaff, its funny and funniness and hilarity as it is related to bathroom humor and it's gag how gross is it how far does it go and and does it push the limits of disgusting i should note these clips may or may not be chosen for their influence rather they are rated in the gaff to gag matrix and i've whittled this down from the beginning because at the outset as we begin these things Movies that were considered and and I'm going to read this list and I understand I might not read your favorite movie. I might not read a movie that contains your favorite bathroom scene. And if I have left your movie out at the end of all things, you may email us privycast at gmail dot com and submit your movie and its clip to stand against the greatest here. Please. I beg you. We need a we, we need a contender. But movies considered at the outset are the Godfather bathroom scene, uh, and to give you an example, how the Godfather is used in the gaff to gag ratio, um, it's very low gag and very low gaff. He pulls a gun out from the back of the toilet and shoots two gentlemen. He gets a little bit because there's some blood on the gag, um, but there's not funniness. Like it's very low scoring. Pulp Fiction, Lethal Weapon 2, Psycho, The Shining, Jurassic Park, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Headhunters, Slumdog Millionaire, There's Something About Mary, Naked Gun, Train Spotting, Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle, Jackass 3D, Bridesmaids, The Phantom of Liberty, Dumb and Dumber, Dumb and Dumber-er, Austin Powers, Christmas Vacation, Blazing Saddles, And National Lampoon's Van Wilder. And having gone and viewed the respective movie scene, the bathroom scenes from each of these movies, something became evident. To use the gaff to gag ratio to compare a movie which, at its outset, is desiring and seeking to be funny and to use the same gaff to gag ratio with it as one that seeks to to entertain via action is unfair. So, as a result in the in the pursuit of a top 10, I have decided to split it and do two top 5s. Yep. And that's what I'm doing. The matrix doesn't work fairly if you try to take them all together. And so first up, In the action bathroom category, (laughs) bathroom action, I get lots of bathroom action. Privy's top five action bathroom scenes are runner-up The Shining. Uh, The Shining's clip with Johnny busting through the bathroom door, yelling, here's Johnny. It's just iconic. Um, Great scene. But number five for action bathroom scenes, is Psycho. Um, again, we noted its influence with the first toilet flushing on television. It might even be the first toilet, uh, not on television, in movies. And so, Psycho gets number five. Number four is, and and there's a there's a pattern here. I'm, we're going to talk about in just a moment. Nightmare on Elm Street. Now. Nightmare on Elm Street. Man, that, like, she's dreaming and, and the, like, weird hand coming up out of the bathtub while she's taking a bath. <sighs> um, number three, action bathroom scenes. Jurassic Park. Uh, the scene where the guy is in the porta potty and the T-Rex is terrorizing him. And the T-Rex just, <sighs> just gobbles this guy. Um, it's kind of funny. Uh, it's not funny that he died, but it's like the irony of the scene is funny. Uh, and it's, it's got some, it's got some good gag. Like there's drippy blood. It's yeah. Number two, slum millionaire in slum dog millionaire. There's a scene where, where the main character as a young boy gets to meet his hero and he gets locked in the bathroom. And the way he has to get out is he has to drudge through the poop to get out. He then meets, he it gets some extra points here because he gets to meet his hero covered Head to toe in poop. It's very funny. And number one action bathroom scene is Headhunters. Now, in this scene of Headhunters, the the person being hunted has escaped, and he escapes to this like what looks like his country village, like cabin, and he makes it to the outhouse, and he lo- and he goes inside, and then the guy is coming. There's nowhere to run and so he hops down into the muck and the filth of the toilet and there is a paper towel roll and he puts the paper towel roll in his mouth and he uses it to scuba air from the surface while he is entirely top of his head to bottom of his toes submerged in the poop while the guy and his dog try to figure out if he is in the building. It's abs- it's 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 almost a perfect ten on the gag. As a result, it's it's also like kind of funny how long this guy spends looking for him in the porta potty. Like it's not funny because this guy's stuck in poop, but it's like good lord, like just leave and let the man breathe. So our number one action bathroom movie is Headhunters. And now for our top five comedy, funny bathroom scenes, the top five funniest bathroom scenes. Number five, the dumb and dumber diarrhea scene. If you haven't seen dumb and dumber, go do it right now. It's a treat. You treat yourself, but in it, uh, I believe Harry, Harry is given laxatives by Lloyd and he goes to his, to his date's house, Mary, and he goes to use the bathroom and he just hits diarrhea and the, The diarrhea scene is so funny and it's made only better when she tells him that the bathroom is out of order after he has completely filled it. Of a similar vein is National Lampoon's Van Wilder. Now, in this, he is given a, a, a shake called the colon blow and then he has to go take his placement tests for school and as he... He, he has to rush his test. He rushes out to use the bathroom because this milkshake smoothie has flown through him at the speed of light. And as he's trying to find the bathroom, he's stopped by his principal or his dean, and he wants him to meet all of these teachers that he's going to have next year. And he is forced to just totally fill a trash can in the middle of the office because he can't hold it. It's very good. Number three, and this was a, actually a tie with Van Wilder, but I, I think I give it to this one over Van Wilder. Number three is Bridesmaids, specifically the dress shopping scene. Now, I must confess I have not seen Bridesmaids in its entirety, but what I can tell you is when these ladies get food poisoning in the middle of this dress shop as they're trying on dresses for a wedding, it's very funny. And the one lady ends up having to poop in the street because the bathroom is full. There's one lady like sitting in the, t- in the sink, just going into the sink. It's bedlam. It's very entertaining. Number three, bridesmaids dress shopping. Number two is the train spotting toilet. Now, while train spotting is not in and of itself a comedy scene, the, 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 the <clears throat> and this is not the funniest scene. But when we use the gaff-to-gag matrix, the funniness of this man diving headfirst into just the most, literally the most disgusting toilet in Scotland, and, and because he's looking for drugs, it's like he's going for a nice swim. The irony is so good, but this thing is a perfect 9 or 10 on the, on the disgusto scale. This is the most foul bathroom. I've seen in a movie ever and he sticks his face square into it to get his drugs out because it has such a high gag with still. Okay. Gaff. It is our number two funny bathroom scene, the train spotting toilet and number one for funniest bathroom scene. Is there something about Mary the scene where he gets his willy stuck in his zipper. If you haven't seen this, go YouTube this. I'll, I'll put a link in the diddly-doo below. But essentially, Ben Stiller gets his, well, it, as the scene describes, Twig and berries stuck in his zipper. And it is only made funny as every person who could possibly come and see it is invited in to come and view his situation. Number one, funniest bathroom scene. There's something about Mary. It was a close race. Privy's pick for the best bathroom scene using the gag and gaff matrix. And the top number one out of, the ten, out of all ten is there's something about Mary, the zipper scene. If you want to argue with it, write me, privycast at gmail.com. If you feel I've left out your favorite movie, bathroom scene, write me, privycast at gmail.com. Follow us on social. We're at PrivyCast. Thank you for listening. Uh, I appreciate you being here. If you're joining us via video, I'm sorry I didn't look at you very much, but thank you for being here. I want to thank Kevin McLeod and Poddington Bear for the use of their music this week. Leave us a rating review. The five-star options are preferred. A dollar charity uh, for the Wounded Warriors is donated for each review left. It's a reminder to keep pooping in the free world, but that free world was not always free. This has been another episode of Privy. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for being here. Couldn't do it without you. Um, Don't be strangers. Own your stank. Wash your butthole. And now, as always, don't forget to flush.